And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here on Friday, October 15th, week 6 of the NFL season. We are already underway with Buccaneers and Eagles getting us going on Thursday night football. 13 more games to get to. That's exactly what we're going to do on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller here with you, joined as always by Zach Jackson. Zach, how you doing today? Good, we made it to the bye weeks. Time flies when you're having fun. Indeed it does, and not uh, not the craziest set of buys. What we've got Falcons, Jets, Saints, and 49ers kicking off the bye weeks here. So as we talked about on yesterday's episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, not a bad group of fantasy teams to be taking a seat, but uh, hey, bye weeks have arrived. Also with us, Vic Tafer. Vic, anything going on in Vegas in the football world this week? No, I've been pretty slow. Just, uh, you know, typical uh, email controversy, coach resigning, uh, that's about it. Just your, on. yep, just your standard sort of controversy, of course, uh, at this stage of the NFL season. So uh, happy to be turning the page, certainly, and getting on to a football game with the Raiders and the Broncos. Just one of the thirteen that we're going to be looking at on this episode of the show. Let's rewind to last week. I, I really don't want to, guys, but but we have to. Transparency is the name of the game when you're talking gambling, and it was ugly for us, Zach. You had the best week of the group at two and three. Vic and I both went one and four. It was just not not the greatest week. Not the greatest week for us, guys. I, I think we can bounce back. I feel decent enough about that, but you got to wash the taste out of our mouth because it was gross on the season. Zach sitting at eleven and nine. Vic at seven and thirteen. I am at seven and eight. Let's do it, guys. What do you say? Week six is our week. I'm feeling good about this one. We've got another London game this week, and that's where we start. Dolphins, three-point favorites over in London against the Jaguars. 47 is the over-under. Vic, we're going to start with you because uh, your one win was the London game last week, and you're going right back to that well. What do you got for this one? I own London. That's my that's my. <laughs> but uh, I think this week uh, Urban Meyer will miss the flight home. <laughs> this time, not not by choice. I think uh, this is the end of the road for him. I think the Dolphins uh, clearly a big uh, you know coaching advantage. I think there's also some more talent on that roster, so I think it's a pretty easy win for the Dolphins. Yeah, I like a train wreck in the morning. Uh, last week I was out on Vic's time, so it was six thirty a.m. that that doozy came on. This one, you know, I don't know. It's easy for me to walk away, but having to make a pick, I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I think both teams will show a little desperation, you know, and. Um, the Jaguars have not quit yet. It's just ugly, ugly. So, Vic, I don't hate your pick, uh, and I'll root for you. But mine here <laughs> is the over. Yeah, I mean, also easy for me just to ignore this one, and that's what I'm actually doing in um, with any of my actual money. But uh, 
I guess if I'm forced to make a pick, I'm actually kind of against you in this one, Vic. I like the Jaguars a little bit. I just feel like these teams are maybe a little bit more evenly matched than we're assuming going into it. And so I just think that the Jaguars getting three, it's not a free three points. Again, like they deserve to be looked at as underdogs in this game, but I don't know. I don't know if like, it's very easy for me to get behind either of these teams as the underdog. I'll just take the points and hope that this is indeed a close game. Again, I really have no conviction for this pick whatsoever. I'm not actually betting it, uh, but I think that the that these teams are a little bit more evenly matched than the line would suggest. So, eh, whatever. Give me the Jaguars plus three. Let's move on to the next game. Our first game in the 1 p.m. slate that we're going to be talking about here. Bears and Packers uh, in this game in Soldier Field. The Packers four and a half point favorites. 44 is our over under. Zach, you're up first on this one. Yeah, you know, actually a little surprised the line wasn't bigger. Um, Same. I, I, although I guess you could say the Packers got real lucky last week to beat the Bengals. I'm going to go with the under here um, simply because I think the Bears need it to be an under, right? I think Fields needs to run around. I think they need to possess the ball a little bit. And and the Packers really were fortunate to get to the point total they, they did in that strange game last week. So another one that I'm probably going to pass on, actually, but for the purposes here, um, didn't like the line, just going to go with the total, the total under. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the Packers. I think I, I watched uh, Justin Fields live last week. I, I wasn't terribly impressed. I think um, obviously he's got a lot of potential, but uh, still inaccurate. And it seemed to me like he didn't really want to run that much when there were some windows there. I think he took a couple of hits early on. So there's definitely a huge quarterback edge in, in this matchup. And so uh, I, I'll go with the Packers. Yeah, that's true for a lot of games that the Packers play and that they've got a huge quarterback edge. I'm going with the Packers, too. Bears defense has been pretty good this season. I mean, I think we got to hand it to them. They haven't necessarily had the most challenging offense schedule to this point of the year. They did have the Rams in week one, but they've had a couple of softer landing spots since then. But it has been a good defense. Um, with that said, the offense has just left so much to be desired. And I mean, there is nothing going on downfield for this team. Darnell Mooney's probably going to play, but he is dealing with a little bit of an injury. Allen Robinson has just been totally stuck in neutral all season, and we haven't really seen Justin Fields get it into gear in a way that I think a lot of us were expecting he'd be able to do within his first month's worth of starts. That hasn't happened yet, so I think until we see that from the Bears, it's pretty easy for me to fade them getting comfortably less than a touchdown against a team as good as Green Bay. So that's the play for me too, but not one of the five favorites, not something that I'll actually be betting come Sunday. We've got another game here in the early window that uh, it's a strangely small line uh, for me. It's the Bengals and the Packers. Bengals are, excuse me, Bengals and the Lions. This game in Detroit, Bengals three and a half point favorites, 47 and a half is the over under on this one. And again, like it just feels like, you know, the Lions have been competitive the last couple of weeks. That for sure is true. The Ravens, Vikings, two games that they could have won, but it still just feels to me like the Bengals maybe should be getting a little bit more respect than this. What's your play for this one, Vic? Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it's a trap, but uh, if it is, I'm, I'm eating the cheese. I think that the mm -hmm. Bengals are a much better team. I think that we mentioned that game against the Packers about two minutes ago, and they play pretty well. I mean, I think the, the yeah. Bengals definitely deserve a little more respect than they're getting around the league. So um, the Lions, obviously gutsy team, but just uh, still a lot of offensive line issues there. I think the um, the Bengals defensive line has a nice day, so I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to be a one or two win team, but I think they're going to fight like hell most Sundays. And I think mm -hmm. this one, you know, I circle. I mean, the the Bengals emotionally spent after last week. Um, next week they open division play with the Ravens. 
I, I appreciate that the Bengals are better. I think specifically defensively they're better, and obviously Jamar Chase can play. But I'm going to take more than a field goal here with a team that really desperate for a win. And if you look at the Lions' schedule, there's just not many chances realistically they're <laughs> going to win. This is one of them. I think they lose at the buzzer this week and cover the three and a half. Something that they've gotten very uh, familiar with doing this <laughs> yeah. season, losing it. I mean, man, you guys. So in my survivor pools last week, I purposely faded the Vikings thinking like, there's going to be so many people saying, when else am I going to use the Vikings other than at home against the Lions? Like, this is the time. And I got super excited for like 30 seconds at the end of that game. <laughs> and then boom, 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 field goal, game over. Lions find a way to lose again. I want to like the Bengals as much as you do, Vic. I want this to be one of my five favorites, but I look at three and a half and it scares me. It, I mean, but like the Bengals have been much better. As you said, Zach, especially on the defensive side of the ball, this is a much improved team defensively. It's a team that's taken a step. A lot of us expected it to take offensively with Joe Burrow in, in second in his second year and getting Jamar Chase into the mix there. And they're four, or the, you know, the way they've played, it just feels like they should be more than three and a half point favorites when you're comparing these two teams against one another. So that scares me off making it one of my five favorites. It's my pick for the record for this show, but I can't get fully behind it. If this were right, it's one of those things where strangely, if they were four and a half or five point favorites, I would like the Bengals more than I like them at three and a half. It just feels as though we're being goaded into betting this one. So that's why I stay away for real, but I will have it on the record as my play for this game. Bengals minus a three and a half. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Next up is a game between the Colts and the Texans. This is one that admittedly I thought was going to be one of my five favorites, you guys. Colts are 10-point favorites in this game uh, at home. 43.5 is the over-under on it. It is not one of my five favorites. Vic, I'm going to go to you first because it is one of your five favorites. What do you got for this one? Yeah, I guess I'm just happy. I mean, I got the Colts right for the first time in about two years last <laughs> week, so I'm, I'm going to ride that wave. I, mean, I actually have an upset special on my in my column in print, but uh, I lost that one. But I just think the Texans, they obviously played well last week. But to me, when they are close in the game, it's kind of a miracle. I don't always will bounce back the other way the following week because they're obviously kind of a mess. So I think it's a lot of points. But the Colts seem to turn the corner. Like Carson Wentz is playing pretty well for him. They run the ball pretty well. Defense was okay. So I think they, they have a nice uh, laugher on, on Sunday. I'm thinking a lot of things Vic is thinking. I'm just going to go with the team total over. I really liked what I saw out of Jonathan Taylor. I really liked what I saw out of Michael Pittman. Yep. Um, the Texans just aren't very good. So I think the Texans will compete. I think the Colts might deal with a little hangover, you know, from that wild Monday night game and, and losing that. But I think ultimately they're going to score a bunch. I'm not sure they're going to cover double digits. So mm -hmm. I'm going to lay the juice and go with over 26 and a half because I think they're at least getting four touchdowns in this game. There you go. Uh, I'm I'm thinking similarly to you, Zach. I'm taking the Texans plus 10. Again, this is just for the record for this show. The argument for me on taking the Texans plus 10 has a little something to do with what you said there, Zach. Right? There's a little bit of a hangover potentially for the Colts. They play a late Monday night game that goes into overtime, and now they have to come back home and play a Texans team that's pretty easy to overlook uh, right? with the way that they've played this season. And so I just think 10's a little too big. I am backing the Colts in Survivor. I am 
on the record with that in our show. Uh, we cover Survivor on Wednesdays. I've got the Colts there. I've got the Colts in multiple of my Survivor pools, but I think 10's a little bit big of a number, and there's plenty of a window. In fact, there's about a 10-point window, a 9-point window for the Texans to get the win plus 10 and also me to get the win on the Colts in Survivor. Just uh, haven't seen enough consistency from the Colts to want to back them laying double digits against almost any opponent. So that's why I lean toward the Texans, but again, not a ton of conviction behind this one either. We're saving some of the big ones for later. As the NFL is, we got a pretty uh, top-heavy afternoon and evening slate for this week six uh, group of games. Next up, you guys, let's get on to the Rams and the Giants. Rams are nine and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, it is in New York, 48 and a half, the over under in this one. As of our recording, Thursday afternoon, no official word on Daniel Jones. It sounds like he's trending toward playing. In this game, uh, what big of effect does that have for you, Zach, and uh, which way you're going with this one? Yeah, I mean, just just all the uncertainty, really. Easy to walk away. Rams get a little extra mm-hmm. rest, but they come across the country. Um, I'm going to lean towards Giants, but this isn't one that, that I like. I, um, you know, I've seen 10.5, now we're seeing 9.5, different reports on Daniel Jones. So, easy pass for me, but for the show, I'll, I'll take the Giants and the points. I agree with that, in the sense that is easy pass. I think the Giants mm-hmm. have a lot of injuries that is spiked, uh, besides Daniel Jones. So, for that reason, I'll go with the Rams, lay the points, but definitely there's no, uh, no strong convictions either way. Easy pass for me, too, you guys. And I'll just change things up a little bit just because, you know, what the hell, why not? I can. I'm going to give us Daryl Henderson going over 76.5 rushing yards. It's a mark that he has surpassed in both of his last two games last week. You had to wait for it against Seattle because of the injury he had early in the game, but he ultimately ended up getting 82 yards the week before that against Arizona, 89 yards. And, you know, the, the Rams have not shown any appetite whatsoever for mixing in Sony Michelle when Daryl Henderson's healthy. This backfield really does belong to Daryl Henderson. And so I think that in a game where the Rams are favored by as much as they're favored by, and the fact that they just really want to get him the ball no matter what, I mean, 13 carries is the minimum that he's had in a game this season. And in that 13-carry game, he had three catches on five targets. It seems like they go into games wanting to get him 15, 16 touches, most of those coming on the ground. And so if they can control this game in a way that yeah, they can do without covering the 9.5 and in, in a way that a lot of us expect, them to, I think Daryl Henderson is a pretty solid bet to go over the 76 and a half. That's where I go with my play in this one. But again, not one of the five favorites and likely not one that I'm actually going to be putting any money on come Sunday. Next one up, you guys, Chiefs. When was the last time we talked about the Chiefs desperate for a victory? But that's certainly what they are when they go into D.C. this week as seven-point favorites against the Washington football team. 55 and a half, the over-under. Vic, what are you looking at for this one? I'm going with the over. I think it's uh, 55 and a half, like you said. I just think the Chiefs have obviously been awful uh, defensively this year. And Washington, I think, has been, that's been one of the major disappointments also in their defense yes. this year. So I think um, you, know, you might lean towards the Chiefs. I can see that. But it just hasn't been you know, advantageous to do that the last couple of years with these point spreads and the way they don't cover. So I'm taking the over. I just think the Chiefs need the game. Both teams need the game, right? Um, last time the Chiefs were in this spot, they went to Philly a couple of weeks ago. They just scored at will, and I think that's what they're going to do here. Uh, I think, you know, knowing their defense has been awful, I think you change your strategy, which obviously when you have Patrick Mahomes, your strategy is to always go for it. But I think they go for the throw here. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go over 40. 
with you guys entirely. We're all on the same page here, even though none of us is making it one of our five favorite picks. I'll take the, the game over. Zach, I like the Chiefs overplay as well. I, I, the Chiefs have gone over in every single game this season, and just using the Sunday kickoff number, the closing number, they've gone over in every game but one. That one game that they didn't go over was their 30-24 to loss to the Chargers. That one went under by half a point. I mean, until we see this team play in something that is not a mid-50s game, I think it's pretty easy just to put the over on the game and move on. So that's where I'm at in this, not one of my five favorites, but bad defenses on both sides of the ball, and maybe we expected that from Kansas City. We certainly did not expect that from Washington, and that's really what's going to hold them back this season. With these two defenses going up against one another, with the Chiefs offense on one side, with Taylor Heineke, whose aggressiveness is always dialed up to 11, Nigel Tufnell style, I think that we're going to see a high-scoring game between these two teams. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Next game up, you guys. This one surprises me again. It's another surprising spread. As we're talking, the Vikings are one-point favorites against the Panthers on BetMGM. This opened up, you guys, as Panthers as one-point favorites. And now you can see it in some places with the Vikings as two-point favorites. And I was totally prepared to love the Vikings as one-point dogs. But as one-point favorites, as two-point favorites in some spots, not sure I can get behind that. What are you looking at with this one, Zach? Yeah, I think the book isn't written on Sam Darnold, right? And we've seen good moments, but see him still struggle to take care of the ball. It looks right now, a few days out, that Christian McCaffrey is not going to play. I just think the Vikings defensive line. Right. I think the Vikings defensive line, uh, I think Justin Jefferson against that secondary. I'm just following the move here. You know, when I see Vikings minus one, I see Christian McCaffrey not likely to play. I circle that one and I'll take the visitors. I'm going the other way. I like the Panthers' defense. Um, I think Sam Darnold will do enough. And the Vikings have not been that impressive this season. I just think that, um, to me, them being favored in the road is a bit of a, bit of a jump, you know, logically. So I'll go with the, uh, with the home dog. I am going to something that I liked a whole lot more a couple of days ago, and I actually bet it a couple of days ago. I'm going to the under. It's at 45 right now. It opened at 47. I got it at 46 and a half, and it is just continually going down to 45. I don't understand why any game involving the Panthers that doesn't involve, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, the the uh, you know Chargers, maybe a team that scores like that. Why would get anywhere above the mid forties? It just it just shouldn't. I mean, the 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 Panthers have played in four games this season that have been south of forty points 
I mean, south of 40 points in four of their five games this season, three that have sat at 33 and a fourth that has been at 39. The Vikings, meanwhile, they've played in a couple of consecutive low-scoring games. They are a team that runs the ball a ton, regardless of if it's Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison. Carolina is a team that runs a lot of time off the clock in between plays. They are a slow, deliberately paced offense. They want to play like that. And so all of that adds up to me to a game that is going to struggle to get to this mark. I think 45 is the right number. I think jumping on it at 46 and a half or 47 where you could have earlier in the week, I think that was a little bit of a gift. 45, probably the right number, but still a number that I think it comes south of. So it is one of my five favorites. It is my first favorite that we've gotten to of the show. Vikings Panthers going under the 45. Next up, you guys, we actually got back-to-back great games here. Um, Chargers and Ravens, Cardinals and Browns, probably the two best games of the week. Let's start with uh, Chargers and Ravens. We all actually have a favorite play from this one. Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 51-and-a-half is the over-under. Me and Zach are on the same side. Vic, you are on the opposite side. So we'll be the gentleman. We'll let you take this one first. Make the case for the Ravens laying two-and-a-half at home. Basically, I'm just taking Lamar Jackson. I think he's playing unbelievably well. I think last week, you could argue, they may have looked past the Colts in the first half and definitely bounced back strong. Uh, I just think um, I got the better team. I think, obviously, Chargers are red hot, but um, I think it's a good spot for the Ravens. I think they have some momentum. I think Lamar Jackson is beating teams you know, with deep throws as well as his feet, so I, I like Lamar Jackson to, uh, to win this one. You know, my thinking starts with this. I never take a team that's off of overtime. I just don't. Um, And then you add the short week situation. Mm -hmm. But for as much as Vic is right about Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert is pretty darn good too, right? The Ravens are a man-to-man team. They got seem to have some coverage issues. And I just think Mm -hmm. that uh, Williams, Keenan Allen, those guys, I think that the Chargers are going to outscore them here. They're going to have to score 30. I think they will. I'm right there with you, Zach. And like, you know, all credit to, of course, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for the, the, what they did last week and the fact that they are four and one. But I mean, this team is this close to being one and four. I mean, even if they don't get a couple of breaks, they're sitting at two and three. And that's the power of Lamar Jackson. That's the power of having a great quarterback is that you can turn one and four into four and one with a couple of magical plays from a guy who's, you know, an inner circle uh, elite player in the league right now. But they're going up against a very, very good Chargers team. And again, like I think this just underrates the Chargers a little bit. I think this underrates the Chargers, overrates home field. I think the Chargers are a better team. I think they're a better offense. I think what they do offensively is a little bit more bankable. And I think they're certainly, I don't I mean, I don't think there's even an argument for this one, a better defense. So I really think they're better on both sides of the ball than the Ravens are. Ravens maybe have a better kicking game, but I think that's really the only spot where top to bottom they have an advantage in this one. I feel like I'm getting the better team with a couple of points, and the reason I'm getting those points is because of location. And we've seen this year, we've seen going back a few years, that home field uh, in the NFL feels a little bit overrated. So I will take the better team getting points. That's really why I am backing the Chargers at the 2.5. This is a fun one, you guys. I think this is the first time where we've had this uh, such a, a head-to-head matchup between the three of us. So this will be fun. We'll have a little bit of bragging rights on the line when we get into this next week. Uh, the next game, Browns and Cardinals, as I said, uh, this should be another great game. Browns, man, what a brutal start to their season just schedule wise with the teams they've had to play they're three-point favorites in this game at home 49 is the over under Zach take this one away first give us just an idea of what you're expecting to see from the Browns in this one and what your pick is also yeah there's there's some layers to this one that are interesting right um the Cardinals are undefeated the only undefeated team in the league everyone watching knows that all of a sudden they're an underdog to a Browns team that can't get a stop so then you look at the total 
I mean, why not 56-57? Well, it's been dropping throughout the week, and a big reason for that is they're expecting 20 to 25-mile-an-hour winds in Cleveland. It gets ugly. It affects the kicking game. Will it affect the passing game? I don't know. But I think the Browns' best strategy this week and most weeks is to run the ball, try to limit Kyler's opportunities. And I just think Nick Chubb had a vintage Nick Chubb game last week with 20 carries for 161 yards. Um, they're not going to overuse him. But I think the way to beat the Cardinals is to use Nick Chubb, and I think he's going to cruise into another 100-plus-yard game on Sunday. All right, so um, I think it's a great spot for the Browns. You know, the Cardinals coming off um, you know big wins against the Rams and Niners, and also they have some injury problems. Rodney Hudson and Charlie Jones, I think the Browns will uh, – at home, it's a good spot for them. I think they have some confidence uh, after this game. I think it's uh, – they'll run the ball with Nick Chubb and, and get the win. Yeah, these are two of my favorite teams, teams I've backed quite a bit this season, and I'm going to go with the Browns, actually, as one of my five favorites. I've uh, ridden the Cardinals a few times this year to pretty good success, but this is a good spot, I agree, for the Browns. And, you know, Zach, what you mentioned about the weather that's expected, if that does come to fruition, if we're looking at 20, 25-mile-an-hour winds, that has, I think, a much greater effect on Arizona and what they want to do offensively than Cleveland. Uh, and, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to hit some plays down the field or they're going to take some shots down the field. We've seen it in every game this year, even though, you know, we haven't seen Odell Beckham be the guy on the receiving end of that. The Browns still take those shots, but this is a team that lives and dies with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. So I think they are less affected by the weather. And again, you read the tea leaves, sort of as you were hinting at, uh, Zach, like why is the total coming down as much as it is? Why is it at 49 to begin with? Why is, you know, with what Arizona's done offensively, why is this not a little bit higher? It just seems to indicate a game in which the odds makers are really trying to back the Browns, that they want to back the Browns, that they wouldn't mind seeing some Arizona money come in with just where everything is set. And, you know, the Browns are, you know, there is no shame in being three and two given the schedule that they have played this season. And, you know, one touch, one possession losses to the Chiefs and the Chargers. No one is going to fault them for that. I think they deserve to be the favorites. I think that they are uh, going to be the winner of this game as well. I like them covering the three, given the Cardinals their first loss of the season. Really do like the Browns quite a bit in this spot. One of my five favorite picks of the week. All right, next up, you guys, the game, Vic, that you will be at, Broncos and Raiders. Uh, the Broncos, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game in Denver, 44 and a half. The over-under. Vic, take this one away first. I mean, what's the week been like there? What uh, what are the Raiders feeling going into this game? And what are you expecting from them uh, just, you know, all-around-wise after the week that they've dealt with? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of shock. You know, after the first email hit Friday, then the second wave hit Monday, then they had no choice. John Gruden had to resign. And I think the players definitely hit a lot of them hard. I think they all love John Gruden in different ways. And I think, you know, Colin Aston took a personal day because – uh, he after was shook by the, all the the things that, that John said in the emails, but um, I think the good thing for them going forward is that there's a lot of the season left. They can they're still three and two in good shape, and there's going to be continuity. Like you know, they'll have the same playbook, but most of the staff, all our staff remains. Besides, she has a new head coach. He's been a Gruden guy for 20 years. Greg Olson's been with Gruden for a while and was Derek Carr's coordinator in 2014. So a lot of continuity. I think um, they match up well with the Broncos. Broncos have, to me. Have been, uh, you know, I think their their pass rush has not been as good as you thought it was going to be. The secondary has not been as good as you thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I think the Raiders should be have enough tools to win this one. Yeah, Vic's a lot closer to the Raiders' messy week than I am. Obviously, um, this is an easy walk away for the purposes of the show. Yep. I'm going to take the over. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, both teams kind of let it loose. Both teams need the game, right? So um, I'm walking away, but but right here I'm going to chalk up the over 44 and a half. 
easy walk away from me. I'm not going to play amateur psychologist and try to get in the heads of the Raiders and what they're thinking and how they're feeling. I'll throw out Tim Patrick under 50 and a half receiving yards. Tim Patrick is like your classic uh, three catch, four target, 40 yard sort of receiver. And every now and again, he's going to punch above that. But three games this season with 39, 37 and 39, and then two games, one with 89 and one with 98. And so I'll just take the, the, uh, the odds that he ends up coming south of the, uh, of the number here. It just feels like the right way to go, even with Jerry Judy still out. I mean, Jerry Judy's been out in four of those five games and he's come under in two of them. It's just, it's not the offense that I want to bet on multiple guys getting going through the air and 10 times out of 10, Cortland Sutton's going to be the guy who I favor. And it just feels like the sort of spot where it's Cortland Sutton and it's no one else. I'll go Tim Patrick under 50 and a half receiving yards. Next up, guys, we've got the Cowboys. We've got the Patriots. And we've got the Cowboys as three and a half point favorites in New England. 50 and a half are over under. Zach, you've got one of your favorite picks on it. What is it and why? Yeah, the Patriots defense has kind of stunk. And that's burned me a couple times. I liked the under last week in their game. Um you know, this feels like a desperate spot for, for the Patriots. I feel like they're going to be prepared and that they're going to run it well. But I just think the Cowboys are going to score. I, I think they've done a great job of getting the running game get, getting going. They're not putting too much on Dak's plate. But I think they have too many options here. And if, if the Patriots do play well, which I expect, I think that just puts the Cowboys in position to score more points. So uh, I really like this team total over. And looking at the list, this was an easy circle for one of my five favorites in the I'm kind of going the other way a little bit. I got the overall under 50 and a half. I think the Patriots are obviously offensively challenged. I think the defense should play a little better. I think Bill Belichick will have a good game plan for this one. So uh, they're home. I'll take the, uh, the under 50 and a half. Yeah, guys, I'm going Cowboys as one of my five favorites laying the three and a half on the road. I know that you can pretty easily look at Mike McCarthy versus Bill Belichick and want to give uh, Belichick uh, all the credit in the world as being uh, a huge advantage for the Patriots. And, you know, that's well taken. But bottom line is it's the players on the field who who make this happen. And the Cowboys are just the Cowboys are good. The Cowboys are going to be a Super Bowl contender. The Cowboys are going to run away with the NFC East. They're just a far superior team to New England. And I think what we need to see from New England, if New England's going to keep this within the three and a half, they have to execute that game plan that they had against Tampa to perfection. Exactly what they did against Tampa, right? They they limited the possessions in that game. They made Tampa work for all of their yards, right? That was a game where Tampa actually ran a ton of plays for a game where they only scored 19 points, and it was because the Patriots made them work for everything. They really had to work their way down the field, and it's a game they still lost by two. And so I think they need to execute that exact game plan, what they did against Dallas just maybe even a tiny bit better. And I just don't really buy that happening. I love the Cowboys in this spot. One of my five favorite plays of the week is the Cowboys laying the three and a half. Let's get to our two night games, our last two games of week six. The first one, Sunday night football, Steelers and Seahawks. Steelers five-point favorites against the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. 42, the over-under. Vic, what do you got for this one? Well, I was going to go with the Seahawks, you know, uh, led Geno Cook, but then uh, I had some, some common sense where um, I figured the Steelers of the week to prepare for Geno Smith should be okay. Plus, their offense is also kind of uh, pretty weak all year. So, for those reasons, I'll go with the under, under 42. I know it's a low number, but I think both these teams are going to have a hard time scoring. This Seahawks defense stinks. Yes. Like, what's the remedy? <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Looking at it, it, possible wins in one of the stadiums, it's already t- you know one of the toughest in the league to kick in. I think both coaches tend to play conservative on fourth down situations in general. Um, backup quarterback, ancient quarterback. Yeah, I really like this under. 
Um, I am going with, this is actually one of my five favorites, and I'll have to throw something out on Twitter because right now the number is not available. I'm going Deontay Johnson over whatever his receiving yards are, unless somehow they set it at like 101 and a half, which obviously isn't going to happen. But, uh, you know, no Juju Smith-Schuster. So this is now the Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool show in the receiving court for Pittsburgh. And just look at what Deontay's done this season. Missed one game because of injury last week. Two catches for 72 yards. He had that 50-yard touchdown. The week before that, nine catches for 92 yards. The week before that, nine for 105 10, 12, and 13 targets in three games this season, and then bizarrely just the two last week. There is no question about it. Deontay Johnson, the number one receiver on this Pittsburgh team, and now with Juju out of the mix, you've got two guys who catch passes. Pat Fryermuth, he's going to mix in a fair amount. Not a bad fantasy play if you're looking for some help at the tight end position, but this is Deontay and Chase Claypool, and it's Deontay number one by a mile. Realistically, Where's that over-under going to be set for him on receiving yards? Uh, maybe probably somewhere in the, the low 70s is what I would guess, and I think he pretty easily surpasses that. Being the number one receiver, no juju, terrible Seattle defense on the other side. Love Deontay Johnson going over whatever that number is. Final game of the week, you guys, Monday Night Football, Bills and Titans. Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game in Tennessee. We've got a big over-under. It is 54. Zach, start us off with your for, with your play for this in the last game of the week. Yeah, I worry a little bit about the Bills hangover, right, from, from their Super Bowl last week, um, and now they're <laughs> back on national TV. But, man, this offense is really, really good. And I think if you're Tennessee, you look here and you say, well, we're not going to beat this team 13-10, to 10, right? So I think both teams are going to go pedal to the metal. I think Tennessee will play well, but I think ultimately keeping this Bills offense right now under 31 would take a lot. And maybe flags and drops and goofy things happen, but uh, I really like the Bills to score at least 31 in this game. Yeah, it seems like the Bills uh, score at will. Also, besides being a top offense, they're a top defense. Uh, the Titans aren't very good this year, so to me it's, uh, I mean, it's too easy, but I think it's an easy uh, five-and-a-half point cover. I'm going to let you guys speak for me as well because that's what I've got. Not one of my five favorites, not something I'm playing a little wary of the five and a half on the road, but just by far the better team. Similar to what I said for the pa- the Cowboys going up against the Patriots, similar to what I said for the uh, Bears going up or the Packers in Chicago against the Bears. They're just the better team. And you know when push comes to shove, I will trust the better team to win a game like this. So Bills minus five and a half, that is my play here. And that is our list of plays for week six that will wrap up this episode of the athletic fantasy football podcast five days you guys if you are not yet a subscriber to the athletic you have got yourself five days to get in the door for 50 percent off go to the athletic.com slash fantasy football pod to do just that for zach and vic i am michael beller we are back with you next week until then enjoy the games this weekend have yourself a great weekend and good luck with all the bets we'll talk to you soon